When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Wardall and today is August 3rd. Following up on yesterday's trade deadline and the Marlins' loss to the Cincinnati Reds, really what I want to focus on today is new Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Jordan Groshans. Mostly a shortstop, but uh, truly like played something of like utility role in AAA this year, featuring at third base, right field, some at first as well. He was the prospect acquired in the trade with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm sure you're familiar by now. If you're not, the Marlins sent Zach Pop, Anthony Bass, and a player to be named later, who I'm going to assume is Chris Mokma until someone tells me otherwise. But um, I'm personally a fan of this trade. I think it's a good deal. Uh, I think the Marlins got like a top end talent. He's one that's considered to be a top prospect and has been through the years, uh, like a 12th overall draft pick in 2018, considered to be in the top 100 by like baseball prospectus, MLB.com prior to this year and prior to this season was considered to be a top prospect on like the fan graphs and uh, Baseball America. Sort of like the catch here is that his stock has been on decline so far in 2022. Uh, so I want to get into a bit of that, talk with you about like his developmental path and get a feel for what we can expect from this new Marlins prospect. So Fangraphs really was like the source that I found that was like lowest on him. They list him as a 45 future value prospect of a slightly below average player, noting in his pro- in their profile that his exit velocity isn't there compared to his peers. And that breaking ball is nubbed out in front of home plate. Picked up by Hernandez. The throw to first is in time to get Groshans by a step. And his lack of power hitting is certainly what jumps out from his 2022 batting line. If you check it out, one home run in 2022 in about 300 plate appearances, overall slash line of 250 batting average, 348 on base percentage, and just 296 slugging for the AAA team in Buffalo. So really the key thought about this projection as a prospect is that he is four and a half years younger than his competition at AAA, which is a significant age gap, especially as it relates to this physical development. In the past, as he made his way through rookie ball, single A, double A, at like a relatively like 
paced manner. He mostly faced competition that was two years his senior. And then at this step up to the AAA level, and those much older players, they've really like sapped his power and ability to impact the ball. On his career, he owns about a 402 slugging percentage, about like a solid 100 points higher than how he's been at AAA. Slugging about five home runs every 300 plate appearances. And at 22, it is really likely that he could still add the like requisite strength for that power production. Fangraphs does also note his plate skills, like his pitch selection is an above average 60 and his bat control is an average 50. Personally, when I see him bat, I haven't watched a few highlights myself, it seems like he has a good eye at the plate and I see better bat control than the average Major League Baseball player. In highlights, I've seen him take like an inside fastball to deep center, getting like quickly around the ball inside of it and still hitting it over the outfielder's head. The righty delivers, pitch swung on, drilled to center field, over goes Lee, that one is over his head. Two hops off the wall, around the bag at first, heading for second is Groshins. I've also seen him just extend down, catching like an off-speed pitch down low, pulling it for his only home run in AAA. And looking at his spray charts from like single A and rookie ball, which are the only ones available on Baseball Savant, unfortunately that's just where public tracking data is available. They do show, however, a very solid spray profile. Like, particularly in single A, he had like two home runs and they're like basically like right down the line and right and right down the line and left with like a good even spray all around the field, like distributing like singles over the infield, doubles down the lines in the alleys, and actually not a single triple to his name as a professional batter. When I see him with that like inside cut as opposed to like the big swooping swing you might see from a power oriented player, you can get some home runs from that approach just with solid contact, but it's not a focus for him. He seems to be the type of hitter that makes solid contact with the ball pretty out in front to get it to all ends of the field and take whatever pitch he's given from the pitcher and work with it at the plate, making impactful hits. Um, he has been able to hold the plate well, which is like great for a young player. Right now in AAA, even despite the age difference that's like pretty clearly causing some difficulty, he's uh, 35 walks to 46 strikeouts. So he does force the ball in play quite a lot. And quite simply, he does just get on base. So the triple thing, um, that does kind of signal another limit on his potential. With fan graphs, they've rated his speed to be like a 50 average speed uh, with like a relative lack of power. There do seem to be some questions about his tools and like overall upside, but no doubt the Marlins wanted this player for his skill at the plate. And at 22, standing at 6'3", Groshans should be able to develop a bit more, whether or not it's like bulk or speed. 
it can help him hit the ball with more authority. And maybe it's like somewhat counterintuitive to say like power or speed, but we've seen how like Jazz can convert his electric athleticism into power at the plate. And I think it's right to look for something more from Jordan Groshans before he is a major league regular. Really like physically developing as an athlete in like the generalized sense seems to be the next step for him. Generalized in the sense that like, I wanna see this player look more like a decathlete that like Adonis type sprinter and like shot put thrower, like that whole picture of just your like Grecian athlete. Whereas now he's more your hitter. It's interesting to see like the way Kim Ang is kind of favored. You're more like able hitters, think like Joey Wendell, think like Brian De La Cruz, think Jordan Groshans now. But I don't have like a whole lot to say about that general pattern yet. So let's stick with Jordan. And I really don't think it's a wonder why prospectors have been like down on him, downgrading him from their top 100 while like citing the force he puts into the ball as this biggest drawback as a prospect. Um, the saying really is that like power comes from the legs and Jordan has had injuries to this point. 2019 was really like plagued with him for like a foot injury that was recurrent. Ended his season with just like right around 100 at bats. And that was prior to the lost 2020 minor league season, which he acknowledged that he was like, felt like he was like playing from behind at that point in his development. Headed into 2021 where he like performed well at double A, giving you like the full like slash line. He was a 291, 367, 450, hit seven home runs and about 316 plate appearances. Like good stuff, but 2022, like this year, started with an oblique injury. And that's a bit troubling seeing like a foot injury, then an oblique injury, particularly with the timing of the oblique injury facing like major leaguers in spring training. That sounds like a signal to me that he was kind of like playing up in a sense, trying to do more on the field than he physically could. Kind of pulling it back into this area where it seems like he does need to physically develop more as an athlete to be the type of player that you want as a major league regular and the type of player that you want as like an impact major league regular, which is totally still on his trajectory. So it's understandable that the Blue Jays were willing to part with him, certainly given their like major league infield of Bo Bichette, Matt Carpenter, and the newly minted all-star Santiago Espinal. And that's part of why the Marlins were able to give up just two relievers and a player to be named later. Again, I'm going to assume it's Chris Mokma, and that is a baseless claim, but I'm going to keep saying it until proven otherwise. It's just an unusual trade in that the Marlins were able to like package major leaguers and probably a minor leaguer for a quality prospect that has shown real like draft pedigree. So overall, I don't think we'll get any sort of like otherworldly performance from Jordan Groshans as a Marlin. I, but I do think he'll be a good major leaguer who fits well into whatever future plans the Marlins can cook up with his versatility 
and probably the expectation that he will fall to third, which might even help him put on some more bulk and deliver more power to the ball. Still though, this like 2022 Marlins season has been on like a bit of a downbeat now as the Marlins have lost nine straight games at home. So it's understandable that this deadline kind of feels a bit underwhelming. Certain that major changes were not made. But Groshans is some solid depth for the left side of the infield. And it's easy to see the Marlins being better in 2023 for his presence. That's pretty much it for the small pod today. Later, Marlins will be facing again with the Reds at 6.40 p.m. Mike Miner facing Sandy. And for what it is worth, the Toronto Blue Jays now have six former Marlins in their bullpen with Anthony Bass and Zach Pop joining Yimmy Garcia, Adam Simber, David Phelps, and Trevor Richards. But thanks for listening to The Small Pod. I've been Andrew Werdahl. I'll be back with you on Friday.